Rich and I were a few students that actually stood in freshman year. Like we were there from the beginning when we were pretty mediocre. Like our friend yeah. was like six to 10 people. So on average, I feel like we had like six people. <laughs> the, the, the six men. Yeah. <laughs> like eight kids standing. And then everyone else would sit. And the there was like eight people and then the band. Yep. Like that was it. <laughs> These are the tales of college basketball past as you've never heard them before. Our guests tell stories blending team seasons, on and off court moments, memories of personal fandom, catastrophe, and elation, and yes, alcohol. I'm Jeremy. I'm Matt. And I'm Pat. We do the work, you tell the story. These are the college basketball stories. I'm Dennis. And I'm Rich. And we're from the Gold Standard. And we're going to tell a story of the 2012-2013 LaSalle Explorers. So my freshman year, 2009-2010, like there was a lot of kind of hype around you know the freshman team. Um, they brought back four starters. Uh, Henry, come on, Barrett, uh, Yzma Congo. Um, forgot the fourth guy and they brought in a like a four-star um center and eric murray and there was like a lot of hype um behind the team and like was this going to be i forget what they were you know projected in the preseason but um there was a lot of hype around them and um this season just like fell apart like eric murray was like like a cancer yeah. and um kamani barrett and another player got hurt and at that time like at this time, I think the bottom two teams didn't make the A10 tournament, and they even make the yeah the bottom two, and they fell out, and they didn't make the A10 tournament that year. So um, it's insult to injury. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting that Eric Murray, uh, the the four star transfer that we got, he's in. I think he's in jail now. Uh, he went to <laughs> he went to West Virginia, and. Uh, I think he like shoplifted or did something bad, armed robbery. I don't know, but um, he was the, probably the biggest recruit we had had in a very long time, and it just like it was a, just a terrible, terrible, terrible situation. It just basically didn't help us at all. So uh, yeah. that was freshman year where we just saw a team that had a lot of hype not live up to the hype in the slightest, to the extent of just not even making the not even making the A ten tournament. Like you end up like. To me, that's can that's make, absurd. You can make your own conference tournament. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone gets it. Yeah. Um, and then from West Virginia, you transferred again to Texas Southern, and I think that year they made the tournament, or they made like the play and then lost. You remember that, Dennis? Oh yeah, Eric Murray dropped like a a record at Temple's Arena. He had like sixty points or something like that, which was a. Uh, an arena record at the Leah Chorus Center at Temple University. So we're like, oh, well, that's one that got away. But yeah. now he's in jail. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he did not get away. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So moving on from that season, I think I don't remember my sophomore season that much, but I remember being like mediocre. We had, 
I think the Williams twins and they were, you know, singing a song. Oh, I remember that song. Like they, uh, you know, black and yellow, they like made a song called like rep the ghetto. And like, that's, I feel like the season, that's like one of the things I remember. Um, what do you think about that? I don't know if that's something I should, I mean, maybe that's the beard talking to me, but, um, that was one of the things I remember. I don't know if that came out sophomore year, you know, I think, I think that single dropped sophomore year. Um, they were performing it at all the frat houses, great chemistry amongst the team, but, uh, they couldn't get it together on, on the court. They had great music off the court though. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> All right, leading into junior year, my junior year, which was um, 2011-2012, LaSalle, you know, was bringing in, I think, Ramon Galloway from um, South Carolina, and he was like, oh, special waiver, because I think his father was like blind, and we were able to get him. I feel like that was a huge get. Um, we were also, you know, bringing in Ty, Ty, um, Tyreek Duran who had been a sophomore and he was from, you know, local Newman Garetti. And um, they also had, I think, freshman Jarrell Wright, a big guy, lefty. I think he was like 6'8". Town, the team, but, you know, a lot of mediocre seasons in the past. And they were able to, you know, make the NIT that year and um, actually host a home, like host home game. So I feel like it's kind of rare you see, like, I think they host Minnesota. To actually see like you know a power five team in com goal like no one wants to go there like you get all the conference kind of teams there but to see minnesota and it was like electric i remember ramon galloway doing electric um dunk and it was on sports center so that was like pretty cool like you don't see you know tom goal arena on sports center so that was you know leading in and they lost well, but, unless there's a uh, you know, a top 10 play at a swim meet <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know what that that's that's cool <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's That's cool. <laughs> they were impressive from a I would just say they surprised us, right? To put it simply, right? Like I we had no expectations. Um yeah. Ramon was Ramon and Tyreek were like the catalysts. Um Ramon is was way more outspoken and way more like charismatic. Tyreek had the ball in his hands the most, but was also the quietest, like the most stoic. Uh, but just solid. Like he never had like a bad moment. He never had like an amazing moment. He was just always solid and provided the the leadership in a different way. So like we had like those two were both our leaders, but in different ways. Um and then Rich, Jarrell Wright, our favorite basketball player. We've seen him play so often that we know exactly what he does every play, but he was good enough that they could they couldn't stop him. Um he had one hand. He literally could not go the other way. He only had, what was it? His right hand? His, his left, left hand. hand. He was his left he could, hand. He wouldn't go to his right. You know, he would sit in the block. His big guy, he's dominant. He's like 6'8", 240. He would go his left hand. They couldn't stop him. You know, everyone was like, work on your right, work on your right. But, you know, even though his last name was right, not I mean, not spelled like that, but, you know, he just <laughs> go with his left all the time. That was insane. He never, ever, yeah. ever went with his right. It was ridiculous, honestly, that no <laughs> one ever figured it out. And then Rich, our favorite player, our other favorite big man, Steve Zach, who, for 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 most part, was not that great in our in our eyes as students. Um, not to just trash him, but he just felt like slower than everyone else. Yeah, uh, he would get big. boards and make the right play, but um, the man, I don't know. There was just reasons to get angry at him. So 
Uh, if I had to choose, I would say Jarrell over Steve Zach. Two first names. Right, Mike Ryan? The worst. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's a pretty solid team. I mean, I, we had a lot of optimism going into senior year. Could this be a, a big year for us? So. But. so, speaking of the layout of the arena, where is the pool located? Directly below it. If you were Directly to jump, below. if you were to do like a Mario ground pound <laughs> on the hardwood floor, you would fall into the water. Oh my god, that's <laughs> awesome. It's like a pyramid, except for the top is cut off. So it gets it gets smaller and smaller as you go up the side. Um, so it's the like the roof. The building is just a roof, a slanted roof. It's it, it is a architectural beauty, and they were idiots <laughs> doing this. I don't know. I don't know what they were th- like. Whoever thought of this did not think about the future at all. They were just like, we need something now. We only have this much room. Do it. And they just did not think it through because we need a pool and a court. Make it happen. Yeah. There's no room. Stack it. <laughs> it's not as old as you'd think. Like, I think it was I was a renovator done in like ninety six. It's not like that that old. Yeah. Yeah. It's like crazy to think about. Imagine if they put the pool first on, or if they put the pool on top. Be like geeking all all the time. Like, <laughs> oh my god. So See through the bottom and just watch the basketball game from above. Right. Yeah. That, there's a lot of ways. I get I get sick. more fans there. Yeah, that'd be yeah. sick. <laughs> In Philadelphia's 2016 Summer Olympics bid, the arena was planned to host the fencing. Fun fact. Oh, it's not swimming. I guess it's not. not Yeah, it's a it's a fast pool. They gotta they gotta get swimming there. (laughs) Next time, can't can't be influencing the records with a fast pool. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) When you walk by, if you walk closely to the side of the building, if you ever come to a game, you can smell the chlorine Mm -hmm. when you pass. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's how the opposing team they're, they're, in a, yeah. Yeah, they're in trouble. The opposing locker room is downstairs next to the chemicals. <laughs> well, the opposing locker room is about the size of your closet. And I'm not kidding. No, it's, it is, it's hugging the side of the building. Like if you knock on the on the side of the locker room, you're knocking on the roof right there. And and right next to that is the bleacher. So there's like there's no room. They they do that used to be the home team locker room until Ashley Howard came. The locker rooms were switched, and our we the home team had this tiny ass locker room for halftime, and we've been in there a few times. We're like, this cannot be this. This is definitely scaring recruits away if they've ever seen this because it is the smallest locker room you ever see. I kind of want to, Rich. One day we should try and infiltrate and try and get video of that because like, yeah. it is a nightmare. They probably they probably like sue us for trespassing because they can't let it get out but it is terrible now the visitors have it the visitors have that locker room so just pathetic just a pathetic building but we love it and that's what <laughs> it's we, your building we love yeah it's it. our building yeah, yeah. there was there was <laughs> before then i mean LaSalle in general had low expectations so our you know our school as a whole had no there was no spirit there was no school spirit there was nothing until junior year like nobody cared. Nobody cared. And, yeah, and no one cared. history proves that. Like it just it just went like we were the only ones that cared. Over the past yeah. since the nineties, it felt like. Like Lionel Simmons and the L train. That's like all the history that we all had that we could re- recollect. 
So there was nothing really to build off until junior year. Yeah, we, <laughs> it just says a we, lot. Could sh- we could show up like 15, 20 minutes before the game and get like our seats. Like there's no other school you can show up like 15, 20 minutes before the game and like literally sit right in the front. Like it just doesn't happen with, you know, a Dayton or another big time school. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not that big time. <laughs> We're still in the we'll eight ten. We'll leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> Put that in the hype video for, for this. <laughs> I would say in and then junior and senior year, I mean every piece of content they ever captured was us. Like every every piece of content that was like, get to the goal, let's go. Like yeah. Students, we need all the students to come out. It was just pictures of us. It's not going away. (laughs) That's rich. That was us. Like our friend group was like six to ten people. So on average, I feel like we had like six people. (laughs) The the six men. Yeah. (laughs) The other four didn't care. Yeah. They were just there for support us. (laughs) Hashtag good friends. You need your role players too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Rich, we then we got uh, Tyrone, right? Mm-hmm. Because he yep. was he would now he Tyrone was ineligible until halfway mm-hmm. through the season. Yep, I don't think he could play till the Bucknell game. He, I know, because we went to the Bucknell game, and that's when like Garland was eligible. Because I know I was wondering, like, because he like made it from like both baselines in like four seconds. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, that's when I knew we had something special when we added Tyrone because there was yeah it was like three point four seconds on the clock. He went coast to coast layout yeah. buzzer beater at half for halftime, exactly. and I was like, "Holy shit! I've never seen anything like that in my life." <laughs> like in, in 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 college basketball, I've never seen anyone do that. He was that fast, and he had the dread. He had the dreads. He had the headband. He had the look. Like he like he could be a star. I was like, I think we have a really good transfer. He came from Virginia Tech, um, but. Once again, from Philly, wanted to come back home, and Giannini pulled the strings and got him back. So that was clutch to get him, like so clutch. Yeah, so going into our senior year, 2012-2013, I feel like there was a lot of optimism um, for this team, you know, coming off, you know, get going into the NIT and returning Ramon Galloway, Tyreek Duran, Jarrell Wright, um, Sam Mills, who was another guard, and Steve Zach, along with, you know, this transfer, Tyron Garland, there was a lot of um, expectation, or I don't know if expectation, but, you know, optimism for the program that, you know, maybe this could be the year, you know, you know, they break the schneid and, you know, maybe go dancing. Um, any, any thoughts on uh, the names we haven't heard yet? DJ Peterson, Rohan Brown, Taylor Dunn, OJ Lewis, or Garvin Hunt? Um, the only guy who saw a lot of time was with DJ Peterson. What do you say, Dennis? So, well, okay. So Rohan was so charismatic. I feel like he was their bench, like from a verbal, from a voice perspective. Um, leader of the bench mob. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Him, OJ, um, and, uh, well, the pen guy, uh, that you mentioned, um, Garvin, Garvin Hunt, like he was pretty quiet and he didn't get much playing time. It really was. DJ Peterson that we relied heavily on during the games. He was pretty quiet, but he like, I don't know. He, I, I liked his presence like in general. And he was like, I swear, I swear he must've been like an 80% three point shooter. Yeah. I he swear. Was, 
he was like a three like two for three like every game yeah but when when dj was counted on to hit a three he would do it like almost every time it was it was pretty automatic him and sam mills provided a nice spark from the three-point line um but like the, there was no such thing as really a bench mob i don't know if bench mobs existed really back then oh no um but if there was a bench mob i would i would say it'd be commandeered by uh by Rohan. It would have been led by Rohan. And Taylor Dunn, maybe, right? Like Taylor Dunn was always yeah. charismatic. Taylor Dunn was a he was like a lyricist. He he made music on the side too. Everybody on the team, I think, had some sort of musical uh talent, I think. <laughs> There's always a few people. Um Taylor Dunn, his dad was a coach at Penn State, right? An assistant. Yeah. Um yeah, that's probably so. why we were able to get that game at the Palestra. Um, which was a fun one. But uh but the bench really didn't like. Uh, Rich, dare I say we kind of are like Bonaventure this year, where we had, like, kind of a core, and our, we didn't go too deep in our bench. Yeah, I think it was what seven guys. Yeah, it's the, the, the Philly, Philly core for the most part. Yeah, yeah, that's special. That was our calling card, and that there was a lot of articles written about that. Because um, it, it really is not every day that you see Philly guys stay in Philly. There's been it, uh, somewhat of an epidemic regarding kids leaving the, the city that they that they were raised in. Like, they just want to get out of town. And Philly Big yeah. Five basketball <laughs> has suffered overall as a result of it. Like, Philly Big Five used to be huge. You know, that's Temple, LaSalle, Penn, St. Joe's. Oh, I'm thinking of Villanova. Um, <laughs> the one that's not Philly. Yeah. Um, but the, that used to be such a big deal. and And it's like, these kids just bounce, so I'm, I'm glad that G was able to bring them back. All right, yeah, so coming into the year, you know, there was a lot of optimism. You know, playing at Delaware, they were able to get a win, and then, you know, they lose to Central Connecticut State. And is it like, you know, same old LaSalle, like playing down to the level of competition? And I feel like after that, we were able to beat Villanova in overtime. And I remember what was a Tyreek um, Tyreek Dern who had three yes. Dennis. Yep. And you know Nova, you know every year is like the dominant team in the Big Five. So we we're like, could this be the year? You know they beat Villanova, and I think on that year, I think uh, Archie Yakino was a freshman. I think Oshefi might have been a freshman. I'm trying to think uh, who else they had Villanova, but it wasn't one of like their powers. You know who um, they were. They had uh, you know won two national championships, but. It was still a big win for us. I'm pissed. I had class that game. I missed that one. Oh. Or maybe I didn't have class. It was on a maybe Sunday. I was at home then. I was in. Super I was in nerd. Then. <laughs> um. uh, which was probably like this <laughs> Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. That's what it was. Yeah. That was a bummer. Because yeah. I'd never seen us beat Nova. That, that never happened ever in my life. So. Like I, I just didn't know it was possible. That was that was crazy. I, yes. I felt like we had a shot at the Big Five title. We could be that. That's a an award in itself. When you beat all the other Philly schools, you get a an award for that. So we we're on well on our way there. And and Tyreek <laughs> was clutch with that deep three um, to to go up. Yeah, I remember you guys in the background cheering. Like the best part about these games is if they're nationally televised or even somewhat televised. Every time the ball travels across half court, you could see us on tv yeah so like me and my buddies <laughs> we would totally like i well i don't know you would text we would, like, oh, I see on each TV? other yeah. and like <laughs> do, like flip off the camera every time and just like 
dance and just like do obscene things sometimes that I shouldn't say uh, because we knew that the camera was right there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Famous. So after that, I would say it was, you know, state, it was kind of a big deal because we usually don't play Penn State. We're again at the Palestra. And um, I remember, I don't think I was at that game because, like, at the time, I had a co op at like J and J, but weren't you there, Dennis? Yeah. I was so there. I was like missing out. The best part was uh, singing Sweet Caroline. They had about, they had a few fans there. Um, and, you know, State, Penn, um, but like, it, it felt really good to beat a power five school. Penn State wasn't really that good. Though. Like they sucked it. Let's be real. Like, I don't think they had much going for them then. Um, but it did feel good to beat a power five school uh, at the Palestra, no less. So that means we actually have seats behind the basket, which is a rare treat for us as LaSalle students. We don't have seats behind the basket. So <laughs> if ever the opportunity arises to go to the Palestra, we're going to take it every time because of the great seats and the, the atmosphere. And it is noisy. You got to go to a game. It's like it's like deafening if it's like even half full. It's it feels deafening in comparison to other schools just because of how like it's all metal work on the roof and it's just uh, a cage and it's just insane. Go, I you got to go when you're in Philly. Just pick a game. It, Penn doesn't really get much attendance, but it, it it's unbelievable every time we go. I feel like that was like a low attended game from a student's perspective. Rich, what was the attendance like? At I don't remember being there either. I, I I had to think. I mean, if the goal is thirty four hundred, I have to think we filled up for Villanova. I mean, Villanova is always the hottest ticket. I'd have to think we fill it up. I, I think know, during Thanksgiving or like holiday break, like still, it's I Villanova. thought I saw some empty seats. I don't mm-hmm. know. After a five game winning streak, uh, we went to Bucknell. I think Dennis and I were actually like, um, both at that game, and uh, um, the first game, Ireland was going to be eligible, and we were really excited because we heard a lot about them. Um, and, uh, I remember my sister at the time, she was like applying for Bucknell. So like, I was like going up there to uh, check it out. And I feel like Ness and I, if you look at like the Sojika pavilion, it's kind of like an arena with that, like we always kind of covet cause it's like pretty nice and it's like newer and it's kind of ideal. And, um, Bucknell actually was a pretty good. So they show. have a swimming pool underneath their court. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I mean by actually, ideal. Wait, they actually do. It's on the side. It's, oh, it's on, on the side. side. They actually no, like that's where states are in PA. Like, it's I'm not swim. kidding. I've, I've gone to Bucknell for like swimming tournaments for my cousins. Like, <laughs> Bucknell is like a state of the art like swimming pool. Like, I'm not. I'm like. Now like I understand nice... why you called it ideal. Yeah. <laughs> How's it swim? Fast, low. <laughs> not as fast as the goal. I don't have those tailwinds behind you. <laughs> but rich uh bucknell had like mascala yeah, Ma- yeah mascala they had a dude like joe wilman who was like money from um the elbows they had uh Ayers' son i think it was like cameron Ayers. um i think Ayers for a little bit was a interim coach of the sixers like they had a pretty good squad like i think they were they made it to like as an 11 seat in ncaa tournament before they lost to like butler but like they were a solid team so like losing to them wasn't that bad. Like obviously, you know, it's uh mid major losing to a mid majors team, but it wasn't like a bad loss. 
No. Um, I wanted to rewind a little bit. Northeastern, we, I think that was a buzzer beater by Tyreek. You're right. You're uh, right. Which is, that's crazy because that's two buzzer beaters by Tyreek. The guy who we kind of thought is just like the, the floor general wasn't exactly like a big shot type of guy. He hit two huge shots to beat Nova and Northeastern. So that was pretty cool. And um, we, you know, we love him for that. We absolutely love him for that. But, <laughs> but continue, Rich. That was my only thought about Northeastern. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the only, I mean, I know we lost the game against Bucknell, but I mean, that one, uh, that one play by Garland, like you were saying, 3.4 seconds to like both baselines, that was impressive. So I was like, well, this guy, you know, he'd be something and maybe, you know, help us later on in the, in the year. You're sitting six and two after losing to Bucknell by eight. How are we feeling? I haven't invested too much in it yet at this point. In my mind, I have I not invested Okay. I'm prepared for the letdown. Every year we prepare ourselves for a letdown, and I was preparing for it, 100%. I was. Yeah. I was going to be convinced otherwise. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me 50 times. I'm not going to get too excited. Too <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Get too high. Don't get too low. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah, I guess like after that, they win three more games at, you know, you see Iona, Sacred Heart, My Sienna, but they lose against Miami. So it's like they're able to beat those um, mid-major type of schools, but then they lose against the big boys. So it's like they are who we thought we were. At the, you know, that's how I would feel. Right, Dennis, I remember losing that, um, watching that game, I think on like ESPN Plus, and it's like, up, oh, you know, same old LaSalle. Yeah, I was like, oh, our RPI is in the drain right now, yeah. like. You got to win those games if you want to make a statement to the committee. I was like, I can't even believe we were thinking about that. Like, that just seems so ridiculous to me. Like, Rich, were you even thinking about the bubble at all? Like, I don't think no, I was thinking no. about the bubble. Like, right now no. I am, but like, I was not this thinking about the bubble. This is going to look bad on our blind resume test. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's like the one non-con we could, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That was devastating. Ken Palm was whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. That was rough. That was a rough one to watch. But, yeah. But they bounced back in a big way against the Penn Quakers. We have another big five game. We were able to beat Penn. Don't remember too much about that one. Um, <laughs> That's like a great game. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't believe I feel the I, energy. <laughs> I always forget uh, our next game is to Charlotte. I, I forgot that they were in the A10. I always yeah. like I guess it's the last season maybe they were in the A10. The last season in the A10. Yeah. yeah. All right, so right. Forty Niners. That sounds right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a Charlotte guest on to to correct <laughs> that if need be. If right. there are any. <laughs> I assume there are. They're somewhere. They're uh, down in the mines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so after that, they were able to string on two more wins against Richmond and Dayton. Before, but the but the, but, but the refs that game, <laughs> the Dayton game, they, they cost us. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, always. Dayton yeah. at Tom Gola Arena. Very good Aside, Aside from Central Connecticut State, like we had a really solid home court advantage. Right? Like, that's like, I can't, I'm not telling them up right now. I don't want to do that. But like, 
we I don't think we, oh, we right. only lost one game at Tom Gola since at this point. So um pay heed all who enter the Gola. The goal standard. That's right. That's the goal standard, baby. <laughs> Defend the pool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. After that, like I would say like the next big game was obviously the Butler game. Um the previous week, I remember Butler was playing Gonzaga on like an ESPN game and then Roosevelt Jones hit like um a half court shot to like win the game. So I was like, uh like let's go. Like let's bring Butler in here. You know, they play Gonzaga and you know, maybe there was a shot that like we could, you know, upset um Butler. You know, at the time, you know, Brad Stevens was the coach. I think they had Roosevelt Jones, Callan Dunham, Barlow, uh Andrew Smith. Like they had a pretty good team. Um and um we were like, are we like if this, like, if we beat Butler, like, we'll get a top 10 win or, yeah, top 10 win, and maybe it'll help our resume out. I feel like that is when <laughs> we're able, at least in my mind. I don't know if I'm making that up now, but what would you say, Dennis? This was the biggest game in Tom Gola history. The most, the biggest game prior to that, it might have been like Florida State or something like that. Like, or the Dayton game, two games. <laughs> Sure, sure. Well, you, you could say that. You could call it that. Uh, no, this was huge. And um, Butler was without Rodney Clark. He was like their stud three-point shooter, if you remember him. He was pretty short, but he could knock. The, he could shoot really well. So he was out that game. Um, and it felt, it felt like it set the stage. I guess the committee ignored that he was out because that was a huge piece to the puzzle and getting us into, this, into the, the big dance. Um the arena was packed. I had a, I actually, a friend of mine was visiting and like I said, all this content came from us. Like our, our faces are plastered everywhere. Like his photo, he wasn't even a LaSalle student, his photo <laughs> and a picture of him was like everywhere, like on like the posters <laughs> and like ad- admissions. And like, dude, he's like five years older than me. He went to Holy Cross. He's like a kicker for Holy Cross and he visited for the weekend. Like he didn't even go to La Salle. And it was just a huge moment for the school because it was there were just a lot of good photos to be taken because it was packed to the gills. The student section was rocking. Probably the last time that that it had ever happened, right? Rich, like it went all the, the sea of yellow, which barely was, I mean, you can't really say that often. Yeah. It went all the way up to the back of the to the wall in this arena. So we're we're known as the Explorer Entourage. I don't know if we mentioned that before, but oh, um, yeah, so right. Kind of like that's that what name. that's what the student session was called. Yeah, I I'm not wearing the shirt, but it it just said Explorer yeah. Entourage on it. I guess that was at the height of that show Entourage. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a pretty cool student section name. Um, and different. Uh, is that also what like Lewis and Clark called all the people in their their group? They were the Explorer Entourage. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. A lot of layers there. Um, Possibly. Yeah, that game was insane. From a nerd, like we're all in at this point. Like from a yeah. nerd's perspective, from a heart perspective, it was. It made me so nervous. Um, the the game flow. 
it felt like we had control of the game throughout, right, Rich? I, I'm I'm trying to recall exactly how, but like I just feel like I just felt like the game was in grasp in our grasp throughout the, the entire game until the end mm-hmm. when they made a few savvy plays on on their side, and we needed some heroics from yeah guys. Yeah, and that's when you know I think Ramon Galloway made a layup with I don't know how many seconds left, me like three seconds left, and. I remember that, like, we stormed the court, but they called it back, right? Because there was, like, time left, right? Because we had to storm the court twice. That's BS. <laughs> yeah. That's BS. It was, like, one of those. I, I, I'm a good student section member. I know I know when the shot clock hits, that's when you roll. Like, when the, the clock hits zero, that's when you go onto the court. Like, I was so – I've never been sure about something in my life when, when the ball – was in the air and the the clock struck zero that I could run on the court. Like I knew I had the green light. I checked. I made sure. And there's check the tapes. Check the tapes. <laughs> Roll it back. <laughs> so I don't know what their deal was. If like the clock operator messed up or what? Like I think that maybe have been why because like the clock operator started it too late or too early. It would be but, yeah. Um, the the fact that we had to all go back was a mess because. Our one friend absolutely ate it like face first because <laughs> because because the water the water for the team like fell like the whole cooler fell and water went everywhere mm-hmm. and as you know there's not much room there so like the not pool water was right behind the bench so, like when you're when we were running onto the court people were just spilling all over the bench and the water was everywhere and it was a massive cleanup project it probably took like five to ten minutes to get like 0.5 seconds on the clock and then go and just they inbounded it and the game was over there wasn't even a time to get a shot off it was absolutely meaningless to like extend this game anymore they should have just taken a yeah. taken a power drill and just uh you know drill the hole in the court and just let it go down to the swimming pool right it should have some <laughs> drainage system you would think yeah. you would think the best part about that whole scenario is our friend his name is joe Plummer. um and he was the first guy on the court by a long shot, like, <laughs> like technical, like a technical foul worthy. Like that's how early he was trying like, to clean up the water. <laughs> so Brad Stevens, you, there's photos of this where we can pull Brad Stevens is walking towards Giannini for the handshake. And Joe Plummer is right here <laughs> in the middle he he hasn't. They haven't even sh- shook hands, and he is running in between them. <laughs> I don't know what his deal was, but he went down. That's funny. You could check the the pictures as well. I'm I am I'm ninety five percent sure I'm the second person on the court, and my buddy Mike McCoy is the third person on the court. He was right behind me, so like I took pride in that being like the second person on the court storming. The iconic admissions photos. We got Joe Plummer breaking up the handshake, and we got uh, a 26-year-old Sacred Heart kicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What a moment that was. And, yeah. and it felt like we could, you know, they could make moves this year. Like, that was a huge piece. But we all know the real reason we made it to the dance was the VCU game, mm-hmm. which was next. Yeah, I was just going to say – shocking three days later there wasn't a letdown game yeah right like, you may think it's a trap game you know at mm-hmm. vcu but you know they still came to play i remember i remember watch i mean i wasn't at that game but i remember watching and i think shaka was still the coach back then mm-hmm. um 
because Havoc on the team. Havoc was in full Yeah. Dude, that so like the Butler game, I was like, this is like this is really good. Like we're 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 pretty good. Like we're solid. Like NIT, here we come. Then we beat VCU, and I was like, oh oh man, like this this is this is for real. Like our guards are talented enough to break that break havoc, which was like apparently yeah. this greatest thing ever and impenetrable, and everybody was raving Especially about it. And we went to their at the Siegel Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More life altering. What was John Rothstein say? Then a ten day Europe trip or something. Yeah. yeah, that was life altering. Like that I was. Yeah. I just I can't believe that happened. Honestly, like I still think about that game as the actually the big one. Like Butler was awesome in the fact that we stormed the court, but but VCU meant that we were for real. We could be. We are not to be reckoned with. And then after that VCU game, I remember you know a brutal, you know loss to UMass. Chaz so Williams, not to be reckoned guard. with until, until UMass came to town. <laughs> Chaz Williams <laughs> makes a layup with like five seconds left. I think LaSalle was, was on most of the game, and they let UMass hang around. Chaz Williams hits a layup with like three seconds left. And I just remember there, I'm like, yeah, I think, you know, UMass had the last possession, I'm like, he's going to score. And there went, I was like, damn it. Like, are we still going to, like, that hurts. Like, are we still going to make instant like tournament? That hurt a lot. Yeah. Chaz Williams was a beast. That man could score in bunches. I don't know if you guys remember him. But that was kind of a theme with LaSalle games. We always felt that there was one guy, and this is still true to this day. Every time someone came into LaSalle, it was almost as if they channeled their inner high school player where they would literally take over the game. Like, imagine, like, LeBron James in high school type stuff. So, like, oh, oh they've returned to this tiny gym, and they're going to drop 45 like, it felt like it happened every other game, Rich, where somebody would just take mm-hmm. over. And we're like, stop this man. And apparently Giannini was like, okay, guard everybody but him. He'll get his buckets. And he did. And they won the game. Like, that's what it felt like. It was – we just had, like, a revolving door for some players, some games. It didn't make any sense. I agree. <laughs> so, after UMass, we're able to string around four straight wins. Do you remember anything about those next four games? I can't really no. recall that much. I blacked out. I completely yeah. blacked out. Like I was looking like St. Joe's had a pretty good team. I think that game was at the Palestra. And I don't know if that was like rollouts. Like I saw like they had Langston Galloway. We had Ramon Galloway. I remember one of the rollouts being like, like St. Joe's says like our um, Galloway is like the Mac McMuff or the Egg McMuffins of all like Galloway's. Remember that like thing back then? <laughs> that rollout was like someone corny like that. Oh, um, yeah. Are you guys yeah. familiar with rollouts? It, it was like a, it's a big five tradition. Um, they're like banners that cover the whole width of the bleachers, and you just write shit on them that to like criticize the other team. Um, Both fan base are going back and forth. Yeah, you trade shots at each other. Um, there's also like throwing streamers onto the it's court. Cute. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. It is cute, but it's tradition, and we like tradition. Um, but like, we also threw streamers onto the court um, after a first made basket. That's a tradition that they still do. Um, it's like a technical, they'll, they'll step on the line to shoot the free throw. So it doesn't count. And then the other team does the same thing. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that like, we do love the big five. So it is nice to see that kind of stuff make an appearance. Um, but back to the game, like St. Joe's is, is our number one rival. I don't know if you, you, you guys like out of all the other big five schools it's St. Joe's number one that we always have to beat because 
we are technically on like almost the same road or like close to each other. Um, it's probably like a 15 minute drive to get from one school to the other. Um, and I, I, we're, we're nowhere near as close to like where they are right now, as far as like overall school. Um, I feel like we're their little brother. So, um, we always want to beat them up and this game was awesome because we, we, I think we led wire to wire and we were in their heads the entire game. At least we like to think we were. And uh, they, LaSalle was wearing these sick white jerseys. I'm a big, I'm a big uniform critic. Um, and LaSalle typically has some terrible, terrible uniforms. It's that letter, the lettering that LaSalle uses. I think it, it, it lends horribly with everything, except for the throwbacks. And the throwbacks that LaSalle were, were rocking against St. Joe's were like all white with yellow LaSalle lettering. It was, it was perfect. Chef's kiss, um, exactly what you want against a rival like that at the plus trip and they, they rolled on them and those jerseys were sick and I would I would have loved to buy one of those. Um, Under Armour had one good jersey for us and that was it that you saw against St. Joe's. Other than that, it was trash. Like we had like a Bumblebee ass style uniform. It was like lines on the shorts were all gray. Yeah, they were ugly. And the the shorts were if you look up Jordan Price, he used to rock he, he was our best player during that time gray jerseys with like lines it was almost like an inmate style short where there were just lines across their shorts and the top was just regular gray with the yellow it was bizarre they tried too hard and they messed up so um now we're with adidas so we'll see how that goes but overall that was a great uniform day and a great win for uh for our explorers those jordan price era jerseys aren't great no no Gray should have never been included in our palette or our color palette. Yeah, that looks that looks awful. <laughs> All right. After the win to St. Joe's, we you know, we go down to Broad Street, play Temple at the Lake Horse Center. Um and, you know, play another rival within a week. And I have some memories. All right. Our buddy, his his name is Youssef. Um, he's from California. He had no he had no idea about basketball. I don't know if that's normal for Californians. They don't care about sports or something. But he was definitely one of those guys that just did not care about sports at all. But he participated, and kudos to him for going to games. Um, they needed to pull a student down into the, from the crowd to do a push up contest against against a Temple student. Um, and so we were losing our minds, like, yeah, you, like he is a champ. Like he, he definitely was in the weight room a lot during college, and he was probably our most fit friend in the group, right, Rich? I would say no, he, was pretty, yeah. he was pretty jacked compared yeah. to us. So we're like, oh, he's got. He was this. a runner, exactly. So he had stamina. He could win this push-up contest. We were counting, and it was so lopsided. We were a hundred percent sure he won, but. Naturally, the Temple student won. It was a hundred percent rigged, and I was I was so pissed off. Even though, like, of course it would be rigged. Like, come on, yeah. Of course, why would it's they Temple. let the LaSalle kid yeah. in? Like, <laughs> that's a no brainer. So LaSalle lost the Temple, and we lost the push up contest, um, which was absolutely terrible in my mind because that that knocks our RPI quite a bit, and and we never beat Temple during our four years, which always bothered me to this day. I would have loved to have beaten Temple at least once during our stay because though that is a team that's down Broad Street. They're the big public university, right? Like they're like 
I don't know. They're, they, in the A-10, they were pretty good, too, like, overall. Like, they had a great record against other A-10 opponents and would make a run at the A-10 tournament every year. And once again, the little brother t- style of, in us was just like, we got to beat these guys at least once. We never did. And I don't know. It, it That irked me. We beat them the year after we graduated at the Palestra, but but uh, that sucked. And they lost a friggin' push-up contest, too. Yeah, so after losing to Temple, LaSalle was able to string around three more wins going into the last regular season game of the year at SLU, ranked 16th. Maybe this, you know, could cement their NCAA tournament um, bid. Maybe, you know, cement their at-large status, and they just get crushed. I feel like they, you know, they never play well at Shyfetz. I think I said that right. And that's I mean a far distance, but and now it's like all we have left is the conference tournament, you know, to make whatever kind of progress you know on our um, resume. Yeah, it definitely feels like we're like barely on the bubble. We're definitely like not e- like what is it? It's not last four out. It's like beyond that. Whatever that oh, like is. next next four, four out. out. Next four out. Yeah. Yeah. So we were definitely on the outside looking in, and mm-hmm. historically in the A10 tournament we suck ass. Like we have no, yep. we have no hope. It, 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 it like, mm-hmm. and, and and that continues to this day. Like I don't think we've ever gotten out of the second round of the A10. So I wasn't gonna get too excited. Um, and who did we face the first round? We had um, Butler, Butler, of course, which was hilarious because they've got revenge in their mind. Of course they're gonna beat our ass, and <laughs> we're gonna be once again looking on the outside in. Um, so, I mean, uh, Rich, did you think we were going to make the dance? I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. Like going, you know, you know, after playing Butler and losing, you know, you'd like to, you know, get maybe another win. If we, you know, win against Butler, then probably, you know, cements us in that large team. That's like, I don't know if we're going to get in. And then, you know, on the selection show, um, I remember, you know, we, um, there was something that like the Dan Rodden theater. And, um, you know, you know, you hear all the teams announced and I think, I think we we're at like the very, very end. They're like, ah, like, you know, we're not going to get in. And then you hear, well, the South Explorers and, you know, everyone's like nuts at the Dan Ron theater. Everyone's standing up, going on the stage and, you know, they made it. And it was like, it was exhilarating, you know, it doesn't happen that often. And I guess we, you know, just did enough. I mean, we had to, you know go to Dayton to, you know, play Boise State in the playing game. But, you know, it was our shot. You know, it was our shot yeah. to, you know, make the tournament. Yeah, we were. You're right, Rich. We were like the last possible play-in game. Because mm-hmm. we knew if we were going to get in, it was probably going to be a play-in game. And the the theater that we had that watch party, the watch selection Sunday, there there not to knock LaSalle, but there wasn't too many people in there. Um, <laughs> not too many people. Not too many people cared, Rich. Like, we were in the no. front once again. And we were on the stage. Like the eight of us were yeah. on the stage. Yeah, we ran on the we we jumped on the stage and started chanting. We love to chant LSU. Yeah. Uh, we love to pretend like we were Baton Rouge. Um, and um, we also had a chant. The, the Explorers. Down by you. Yeah, yeah. Go, go Tigers. Um, <laughs> the cheerleaders also used to go. Um, Go big blue. So we were also in oh, Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> we also had like Michigan vibes. Like 
we wore yellow more often than we wore blue, but we were, we, they used to say yeah. go big blue. And I, I, I was super anti saying that, like, we are not big blue and we are not LSU. Um, but yeah, back to the, uh, the selection show, um, the team as a whole, like, it was cool to see that footage. Um, one, a few of our friends were like on, were like the reporters for the newspaper. So they got to be in the, in the room um, when they were selected and the uh rich i think you can confirm this the like motto of their team was like a song i don't know if it was a song but they would always chant all we do is turn up yeah <laughs> all we do is turn up turn up turn up all we do and that's that was their motto i think that they did that after every game um so hey they turned up um go Let's go turn up and drink a little bit because we celebrated. We're celebrating a, a bid into the tournament, um, a planned game. We're headed to your arena, guys. You guys are from Dayton. You guys know that arena pretty well. And um, Rich, I, I'm so bummed, but you weren't able to make it. No, so I'm really, I'm really like jealous. Like Dennis, my buddy Jim, we're able to you know make the hike and go to University of Dayton Arena. Um, of course, being like the nerd I am. I had an economics test and I was like, I was like, Oh, I can't miss it. And I'm, you know, I took the test and it's like, I, you know, I regret this forever. I always think about the stupid <laughs> test that I took. Do you, do you remember the test? Do you remember no, the test? No, I know I got exactly. like a B in the class, but I was like, yeah. I'll never forget that. I'm sure Dennis has a picture of like himself at that game, you know, on his wall. And I'm sure you just on your wall have that economics test. <laughs> <laughs> Man, supply and demand. (laughs) (laughs) I remember um, going to Dayton and pulling up, and like the arena is surrounded by a lot of parking lots. And was is the football stadium near it? Oh yeah, the Welcome Stadium, baby. Okay. Yeah, we share with Dayton High Schools. Dayton Public High Schools. Well, when we arrived, it just felt like there was nothing, and then there was just a stadium in the middle. Like it was just a flat yeah. piece of land with a stadium plopped in the middle. Um, and we went to like maybe. one bar, yeah. <laughs> um, and that was it. Like we went to a bar, we went to the stadium, we walked in, um, had great seats. Before the LaSalle game, we watched LIU against God, if I know another team. Like they, LIU used to be called the Blackbirds, now they're other the sharks um but it was a really cool scene until i was like oh i'm immense pride right like my heart is beat like out of its chest i'm so happy and then i see these people in LaSalle blue and yellow shirts that i was like wait i've never seen those shirts before in my life they walk down the court and they go into the band section and i'm looking at these band members and i've never seen these kids in my life. Okay. So I'm like, who the hell are these people wearing outfits? Apparently they contracted or they got like local oh. high schools. Oh no. <laughs> to, to, if you didn't have a band, a band will be provided. It's like the Miranda rights. If you do not have a band, a band will be provided for, for you. For you. <laughs> yeah. Like how pathetic the band plays can't be held against them. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was blown away because all of our all of our college careers, like Rich and I, were standing next to our band, and there was like seven people. They were they were pretty bad, but we were expecting <laughs> to see them there, and they weren't there. Did Did LaSalle not pony up the the bus expense to? They were expensive, I guess. Our athletic director was a bit of a, a weirdo. I don't know. Rich and I have our have our thoughts about the old athletic director. But, I mean, after the Sweet 16, nothing really came of our success. So, take that for what you want, how you how you will. Because I feel like, I don't know. They, they, they did things that made our heads scratch, make my head scratch. So, um, yeah, the, the band rolled up. I had no idea who they were. I was like, oh, okay, I'm just going to ignore that. So, I, we enjoyed the game. Um, we led wire. Once again, I feel like we led wire to wire with Boise. There was a, a few fast breaks. Um, I think there was an alley oop towards the beginning of the game. I was like, "Oh, this is it! Like, we're going to win this game." And uh, Dayton Arena, beautiful place, I must say. Quite the opposite from Tom Gola Arena. No pool underneath, but um, a memory that I will never, ever, ever forget. And um, the only bad part about the trip was going home in a snowstorm. I had to uh, carpool with this random dude that I barely knew, and we had to get a hotel and stay in a hotel because the snowstorm was so bad and he had a Prius. Um, was he also contracted by LaSalle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't know who he was until after. Um, yeah, he was just a high schooler. He was learning how to drive. Um, no. <laughs> um, overall, the, the mascot was there. The, the Explorer mascot was there, so that was a, a positive. Um, but, what's yeah, that? What's the mascot's name? He doesn't have one. He's no. just the Explorer. Yeah. I mean, that's bad luck, isn't it? Is it? Not have a name? I don't I mean, know. I feel, like, I feel like that's the case for like cars and stuff, so I figured it applied <laughs> to mascots. Yeah, I wish. Now that makes me want to have a name for him. Yeah. Let's pick one. Maybe we'll do a Twitter poll. There you go. But but yeah, Rich, that was a great time, and and um, I wish you were there, man. I really did. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget it. I know I watched it. I think in like the townhouse with, you know, Yusef and you know some of the other people who still with us. Push up guy. Um, I mean, I was nervous, but oh, it was so exhilarating. And then you know, everyone was outside of the townhouse, was all fired up. Um, you know, we just you know couldn't wait. You know, bring on the next opponent. Right, Kansas State, right? Yep. Um, now, this one was, for all intents and purposes, I remember this being a Kansas State home game. Yep. Um, because they were in Kansas City, which is obviously closer than Philly. So, um, not that not that LaSalle Nation would have, like, totally overtaken any gym of any kind, um, regardless of how good they were. Uh, it's a little, a little, further, little further west to contract. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think that there was a point, like the cheerleaders were there too. That makes me yep. think the cheerleaders were there. So they got the cheerleaders there, but not the band. I don't know. Sounds yeah. like a bunch of BS to me. Um, but Kansas State, um, Rich, I mean, all I remember, honestly, I was, we were watching in a, in a gym. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was Tom, with you. In, mm -hmm. in Tom Gola, a gym called yep. Tom Gola Arena. Um, and Never the, heard of it. the screen was, you know, once again, there wasn't too many people there. And I, I honestly, Rich, I don't remember the game too much. All I remember was those free throws at the end by Jarrell yeah. Wright, who remember typically like... wasn't like amazing at free throws, mm -mm. but he basically he hit four free throws 
to seal the game. Am I right on that one, Rich? I think it was four. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Because, like, I think it's during the season right. was maybe around 50, 60%. And, like, I was looking at the box score for this. He hit 9 to 10. I remember he was money. I was like, let's go. And it was a hack of Jarrell, too, right? Like, they hacked him on purpose, I think. I, th- I, think, you're right. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, it was nerve-wracking. Yeah. I know Kansas State had Rodney Magruder. He was a pretty good college player. Um, but I just remember, you know, Jarrell being so so key that game and feel like we just were sweating it out, but you know, we were able to to get a W. Angel Hernandez too. Oh yeah, yeah, because he was like well traveled. Because I think yeah. before that he was on like Miami. Yes. Um, exactly. And I remember they had a shot to uh at least tie the game and I think the handoff was bad. Um Angel with somebody, but they just didn't make it happen. Um, yeah. So our defense, we'll, we'll credit that to our defense. But yeah. when they won that game, I believe that was when DJ Peterson, who we thought as a stoic kind of like, I don't know, he, he didn't really stand out to us much. He runs down the court doing the land shark. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Really? No, that's that's the next game because of who they're playing. No, no way. Because that, no, that's not because of Marshall Henderson. He did it before Marshall Henderson. Did he really? He said, we've got the land shark next. Oh, my bad. He's like, bad. we've got the land shark next. Yeah, that was crazy to me. Like, he he went, he went called him out right away. He's like, we've got Ole Miss next. Um, I'm pretty oh, sure I'm, I'm pretty sure it was that game and not. Okay. It's not Ole like Miss. rubbing in Marshall's face? No? No, because no, they were celebrating. He probably with, did it both. Uh, Tyra. Yeah. Pretty, oh, I'm sure they did it both. But it was like very prominent, and I could probably look it up. But um, yeah, that was, that was the moment I I was like, yeah. oh, we're we're messing with fire because Marshall's not bad. He wasn't a bad like he could hit shots and he yeah, you don't look at him mad. Yeah, 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 exactly. Marshall Anderson it was so much fun. Just not being like a fan, just watching him from afar, just the ups and downs and his craziness. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, oh my God. but a lot he of people hate it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so after the you know after being Kansas State we moved on and you know we're playing Ole Miss at a chance you know the winner would go to Sweet 16 um like you're saying you know Marshall Henderson you know he was you know quite the the character I mean very very good three-point shooter and um I think that a couple good big guys who were um pretty good um, do you remember how that kind of game went? Um, I remember obviously the ending, but do you remember a lot, like a lot of the stuff that took place? Yeah. I mean, what I remember most distinctly is, um, I think his name was Reginald Buckner. Yep. The big guy. Yep. He was the SEC leading shot blocker. I believe he was the best. He, I think it was honestly record-breaking. Like, he was the best in the SEC ever at shot blocking. So their defense was really good. And you combine that with Marshall's ability to hit shots. And we were pretty nervous. What I remember distinctly is Sam Mills, who was also known as a lockdown defender, his job was to stop Marshall Henderson. Like, I don't even know if Sam scored a bucket. But he stopped Marshall, which was huge. You can't let him get going. And they did an awesome job stopping him, which was honestly, the I would call it the reason we won or at least kept it close. Because I think that they matched up well with us in every other aspect. Thank God for our guards. 
right? Yeah. Thank God for our guards because I don't know where we would be. We had we had Jarrell, and that was it. You got um, we didn't mention this earlier, but Steve Zach was out for the entire run. Now, Rich and I would let's say that was actually a good thing, possibly disguise um, because we weren't exactly <laughs> a fan of his. But um, having Jarrell Wright in there is the only only big man. Like maybe Rohan Brown got in for a few minutes, but it yeah. was just Jarrell and four guards, which I think back then was was kind of rare. Now it's like all the rage. Now everybody loves that stuff. Yeah. But back then, like our Philly guards were the reason we won these games, and they locked down our guards beat their guards. It was pretty simple, honestly. Um, yep. It was awesome. It was awesome to watch. Yep. And then. I feel like this game is obviously, you know, kind of famous for the ending. You know, it was 74-74. I think Tyreek Dern had the ball. Is he handed off to him? Or is it like a little handoff? Yeah, it started off. They dribbled down. Um, they wanted to get a switch so that Tyrone could go off his right hand. So at first, Tyrone was on the opposite side of the court. Reek was like, yo, switch over here so that you can get a nice go from, you know, left to right and get a nice layup in because what happened was Tyreek cut and made the defense collapse a little bit, which allowed Tyreek to get around it. And I mean, that at least that's what they said in the post-game interview. Um, and I just think it's an amazing photo. It's currently my, my background on my computer. Every, on all of my computers is that shot um, because of just how inc- – it's an incredible photo. And like I said, it's against – the um, SEC's leading shot blocker, which is just, to me, like, there it is. Here's my, I'll show you guys your back. Not great for podcasting, but there's the photo um, that I literally will get this plastered on my wall in my man cave when I ever, when I ever get a man cave. Um, just a really, really cool photo. And, and yeah. a better interview, as we know. Um, absolutely legendary. And it, it made waves throughout Philadelphia. Finally, we were getting noticed. Um, Rich, there was a few other teams that made noise that season, including Florida Gulf Coast. You guys remember oh, Dunk that City? year, <laughs> Dunk City. Yeah, and and of course, Dunk City was in Philadelphia. So guess where all the media was talking? All the media was talking about Florida Gulf Coast. Nobody was talking about us. It was it was upsetting. Um, and you combine that with Temple making the dance and Villanova making the dance. But we were on I, all the covers of like the Daily News. Like, I think barely though. I like it didn't feel like it was like overwhelming coverage until yeah, we went sure, to the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. Until we went to the Sweet Sixteen. It it was a whole different world because of I swear Florida Gulf Coast took away a lot of our thunder from the Philly yeah. media. Um but that interview with Tyrone really boosted it a little bit because like yeah. I mean who says that? Who says like shout out to my cousin Vern, shout out to my mom, BOA. I don't even know what that is. We out here, Southwest, and it's Craig, Craig Sager, RIP. Um, just a legendary interview. Yep. And he calls it the Southwest Philly floater, which is where he learned that shot on a playground in, in Southwest Philly. And his cousin, Vern, not Vern with a V, but Vern with a B, was the guy who taught him that. So that's why he shouted him out. Uh, people were saying Vern, it's not Vern. Okay. His cousin Vern Lundquist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no relation. Um, but an amazing interview. And then, I mean, Mitch, do you have any other thoughts about that night? I mean, yeah. oh, how, yeah. 
Yeah. Albeit a small school, we were partying hard. There was what yeah. like hundred kids on the street. We basically covered like a little bit of like a quarter of a block on the street. It wasn't <laughs> anything significant. There were cop cars at one light and like halfway down the street. And that was just, just a little just a little party, just like a little party of a hundred kids. <laughs> a little yeah. more than that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like after that game, I think we watched that in like the townhouses, you know, after that game, everyone went to 20th and Alney, you know, that's where, you know, Alney fans, um, we were at 20th and Alney and everyone was there and cops were there and they were like, oh, don't do anything wild, don't do anything wild. But, you know, it was just like electric, you know, being with everyone, everyone was fired up. So I feel, I feel like at first everyone was watching, I was like, oh, like, what are we doing? And then we see everyone out here on the corner and it, it, was, it was like really, it was really cool. Like everyone was so excited. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, was how, you know, it was going to the Sweet 16. Yeah. But next stop was LA, right? And uh, yep. Reggie and Craig Sager were going to, or no, Marv Albert. It was Reggie, were. Reggie Miller and someone else That's on right. the call um, in LA. There's obviously like a week in between or like mm -hmm. four days or whatever. What was that anticipation like what what were you guys thinking or and also what was like LaSalle nation feeling um i guess like nation. at the time <laughs> sorry La LaSalle uh village yeah. yeah i don't know village. something smaller yeah. um i don't know i feel like at the time i was like optimistic it's like it's Wichita state it's like they're a small kind of team i mean can we make the lead eight can we make the lead eight um I mean, why not us yeah, exactly. One of us. Um, exactly. Like having that mentality. Um, but that team was good, though. I mean, they had Ron Baker and Clay Anthony Early and Fred Van Vliet. I mean, they had some players. Um, so it wasn't going to be an easy task. And, I mean, I feel like at that point I was kind of like optimistic. I'm like, that's going to be a tough – that's going to be a tough matchup. Yeah, mag our magic ran out. The leading up to that game um... – I would say I was just soaking it in. I wasn't, I didn't feel as nervous as I should have been. If this happened now, I would be all nerves, not really soaking it in. I was spending a lot of time trying to figure out how to get there, like get to LA. Um, but it was not in the cards. I was pretty bummed about that. Meanwhile, our friends actually uh, made a road trip and like got people to, you know, crowdfund it and, uh, Pay for their trip, so that was cool to see. Uh, I think their picture was in the Daily News. The South students, you know, make the trip, which, I mean, awesome, awesome moment for them. I, I was so South students explore the West. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Lionel Simmons made an appearance during that time. If if you guys are familiar with the '90s, LaSalle did have a spurt where we were pretty damn good, um, and it was led by the L Train, aka Lionel Simmons. He like was in the locker room a lot and he provided the insight and things like that as the tournament went on, um, which was a nice touch. I'm glad that Giannini brought him on board. Um, overall, there was a lot of footage of them like walking down uh, Sunset Boulevard and like the team just really enjoying the moment. And like they're a really fun group. Like Ramon was like breakdancing and stuff and like Tyrone was dancing and rapping and stuff like that. Like they just had really good chemistry. So all the videos and footage that we saw made us really happy to see them really enjoying those moments and um, getting to meet Reggie Miller and Craig Sager and the other guys on TNT uh, because, you know, they have the media day where they can, or like open practice 
where they go out there and shoot around and meet with them. It looked like there was a solid contingent of LaSalle fans um, when they were there. Um, I guess there's a few LaSalle people in LA um, and we just got obliterated by Wichita State. Um, yeah. I mean, Rich, I, I would say our team as a whole lived and died by the three. Mm-hmm. That's why we were so successful with just one big man. And this was a situation where we went cold. Um, I don't know if it's that it was the arena, like some massive rain, maybe it was windy in there. Um, I just recall not getting into much of like a hot streak, um, basically playing, play, playing pickup the whole game or like, or whatever you want to call it. Like just trying catch to up. catch up to a team didn't really favor us. Well, um, we were better ahead. I felt like in most situations yeah. we could, hold, we could hold a lead, not, not overcome or, or take over, um, another team. Um, and, uh, I don't know if, who's at fault or like what, why that could be. I just think that they were living and dying by the three. And in this situation, we died by the three. Yeah. I feel like I remember like every time that we kind of like had a chance at like, you know, gaining some type of momentum. Remember like Ron Baker and like his like corn husker type of hair, just like now a three. I was like, damn it, damn it, Baker, damn it, Baker. Like every time. And like, I was like, yeah, just, it wasn't our night. But if I had known that this was the, this is going to be it, like I would have probably spent money. I think if you're like an older, I mean, once you have money, I think you have to go. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. If Rich, I don't know when it will happen, but if it ever does, we're we're gone. We got economics tests will hold you back. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But um, no, but like that was, I mean, that year was just a whirlwind Mm -hmm. because we also graduated that year. So a lot of things to like, a lot of memories to try and hold in. Uh, But like the whole, the whole concept, like the whole reason this is such a big year for us is because the years prior we were irrelevant, like so irrelevant. Um, And I mean, what sucks, the sad thing here, and I don't want to get on a negative note here, but the year after we only lost Ramon Galloway. Okay, we only lost one guy. I guess he was the lynch. I guess he was like leader. The thing that held this team together because we the were the one terrible. guy you can't lose. <laughs> yeah, we were terrible the year after, um, and I don't know what the hell happened because I, I, you know, you credit Giannini with that run, but you also got to credit him for the mediocre second the year after, which is like expectations are high i guess that's just the beauty of college basketball where one year they're amazing one year they're not so just like Dan. yeah it's that's mid-major life yeah yeah the, the, there was uh, also like you, you get money for this type of stuff right like if they make a run like this i rich and i were like oh the new arena coming like i don't know they didn't really bounce they didn't really like capitalize on anything. no not at athletics all athletics perspective like I didn't see the fruits of of this Sweet 16 run at all being pushed out and like being used. So like, I think that the athletics department is at fault for not giving us anything after that. Like, it, it was almost no, like it no, never happened. You know, no top hundred recruits just all of a sudden flipped to LaSalle after you know a, a we got Jordan Price happened to fall. <laughs> we got Jordan Price. Jordan Price is pretty like, solid. Like he um, was like, uh, he was at Auburn. He was a top hundred recruit. Like he was good, but 
we we couldn't, you know, we we're still like mediocre. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying so much as recruiting. I'm saying more so like the facilities. Yeah, like department as a whole, yeah. the facilities. Yeah, yeah like yeah. can we build something here? Can we get a new can we add a can we add a lane to the pool? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's we what I was waiting for. Travel. Yeah. 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 No more rent a band. <laughs> can we hire some college kids instead of high school kids? <laughs> Does it make it any better or worse knowing that Greg Marshall is a scumbag now? <laughs> <laughs> scumbags scumbags win though. Like Rick Patino Rick Patino knows how to win. Complete scumbag. I can name a bunch. I feel like there's plenty of scumbags out there. Like some say uh, Calipari is a scumbag. Um, but like... Uh, Will Wade. Yeah. He was winning. Um, like teach their own... Um, that school, Wichita, they totally are like so bought into their program. It's not even funny how... Like you see those games. They're insane. So you know there's a lot of pressure and a lot of a lot of money going for them and totally once again another opposite situation for LaSalle where nobody really cares and uh nice guys finish last i suppose okay so you guys are the LaSalle explorers obviously um i'd like you guys to just without looking anything up uh name the top 5 explorers of all time ooh like Take that how you will. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go Lionel Simmons as my number one. Um, the greatest explorer of all time. Yeah. I'm, And the reason I didn't put Tom Gola as number one is because in 1954, basketball wasn't the same. And I'm, I'm in that camp where LeBron would beat Jordan. I'm in that camp where, like, the, the dude down the street is – you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm trying to say here. Like, back then – they could not compete with guys in this age. So that's why I think Lionel it bridges that gap between like the old world and the new world. And he was just an incredible player, national player of the year, um, could get up and down the court, just took over games. Um, number two. I love the old world and new world reference there. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm toying with number two because um, – it's hard not to. It's hard to not go with the Sweet Sixteen team. You know what I mean? Because like obviously, like B.J. Johnson, who went to Syracuse, came to LaSalle. He would drop like forty points a night sometimes, and but the team was terrible, aside from him. So it's like he was a great player. Was he top five? I don't know. Rich, what like what are your thoughts there? Like, uh, who would you put like, as number one and number two? Oh, uh, he said like explorers. So like. Yeah, he said, "Take it as you Take will." That's how you will. Like Buzz like, Aldrin. Uh, like, you guys have like five slots. You've taken up two of them. I was thinking like Ponce de Leon. I was thinking uh, Christopher Columbus. Um, Magellan. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking those guys. Okay. You guys need a consensus no, right. top five explorers, whatever that means. All in I, th- I, I thought your, I thought your number one, given the pool and everything, was gonna be Marco Polo. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. I like that. That's a new one. We'll allow Dennis to revise. This is a, a collaborative effort. <laughs> Marco Polo, undisputed number one explorer. 
<laughs> we don't want to get canceled with uh, Columbus. Like he's a bad guy. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. 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 Cut the Columbus talk. Sorry. Although, uh, although I don't know, no press is bad press, and if people are talking about the college basketball stories podcast, we're in we're in good business. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, all right. Is Dora, is Dora the exploring in the oh, conversation? Dora, there we go. Wow. Wow. Let's get real. You gotta go, Dora. Backpack, backpack. <laughs> go. We need five. All right, Rich. Oh, go each? Ahead. You had a few. No, you just few. together. Just okay. We need a we need a top five. Preferably in order. Uh oh. <laughs> I don't know. Let's get a consensus one, and we'll go from there. I don't know why I say Ponce de Leon. It's a cool name. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Ponce Number de Leon. One. Number one. Um, Magellan. Ferdinand. Good. Dora. Is, is Lionel going to make this list now? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, that's my force him in. Four, you got you got to go Gola. Like we we were on here with the Gola boys. Like we got we got to go Gola. It's a standard. Want, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's true. Who, who do you go five? Well, I I said Lionel to begin with, so I feel like all right. So Lionel, it's got to be all there. Right. Only, only all right. right. It's it. fair. It's a good list. <laughs> first, first four out, Marco Polo. Uh, Christopher Columbus. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, Columbus can go. Yeah, that won't rattle the that won't rattle the cage too much. The guy from Tarzan. Tarzan. Oh man, I'm glad Dora the Explorer made the list though. That was good stuff. Yes. All right, we'll get you guys out of here on this. Earlier, you guys mentioned that your current mascot does not have a name. I would like you both come up with a name for your mascot. I'm gonna go with like Eugene. I don't know if there's, right. know if there's any other S- safe. All right. All right, I was gonna go Edgar, Edgar the Explorer. Oh, yeah. Ooh, alliteration. I'm a yeah. sucker for alliteration. Eddie, Eddie the Explorer. I like that. I like yours more, Rich. Eddie the Explorer. I kind of like Eugene because you can call him Gene. <laughs> Gene. Don't blow. Oh, hi, Gene. Don't blow this first, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny like he's got like a friend he's got like the french look yeah um so yeah. I, was, mm-hmm. I don't know is that a french name i don't i'm not actually sure sounds like it yeah i think they both there, are who knows yeah there we go we've got we got our twitter poll at least so we've got eugene we've got edgar we've got gene short for him and then uh, maybe we'll throw Dora in there as our fourth option. <laughs> Perfect. There you have it. That is the story. And these are the college basketball stories. Is it 100% accurate? Yeah, that sounds right. Follow us on Twitter at the CBB Stories. Also, see all of our inebriated storytelling podcasts as part of the Stories Podcast Network at the Stories Pods on Twitter as our guests rewrite the past across various sports. Alcoholic drinks are consumed voluntarily by our guests at their own discretion. Please drink responsibly.
What's up? I'm Dennis. And I'm Rich. And we're and from we're the, Gola the Gola Boys. Oh, Rich, I thought I, thought I was going to go. <laughs> Trying to steal it. It sounds like you want to start, Rich. That's what it all right, sounds like. I, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll start then. Yeah, explore. Explanation. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get it out to uh, the six plus the four good friends. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just oh. do us a favor and ha have them download and subscribe. <laughs> of course, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a call. I want 10, just, 10 new listeners. We please. just locked in. 10 <laughs> right, we'll tell our friends. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those games would at Tom Gola would be around the eight hundred range, maybe like a thousand if we're lucky. Like, oh, yeah. So what does, does that, that look the, like in the, the stadium? Does that count the people in the pool? Yeah, 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 full capacity. If it exceeds a hundred, or if it exceeds a thousand, we gotta call the fire marshal. Swims fifty. Swim me that day. Um, I'm glad is, you guys. What does like eight hundred people in Tom Gola look like? Is it like it, like right. little dot, like little lots of people? Is it like the first couple rows are full, but then nothing after? Like, what is that? Look or is like? that a madhouse? Is that a is that a all standing room only? <laughs> no, Rich, what's no. the capacity? It's like, like four thousand thirty thirty four hundred. So like eight hundred, I guess is like okay, you know, 30. I guess a little less than twenty five percent, or it's twenty five percent to thirty two hundred. Yeah, it's a little less than twenty five percent. The layout of the building is funny. We are the youngest. You probably guess this, but we're the youngest people at the gym, like in the gym, aside from the athletes. Like it's it's basically church the students. <laughs> well, the students don't even show up, man. That's the students true. Don't That's even true. Show up. It's like church. Some sometimes like on a on a Tuesday night against. Yeah, like a central Connecticut state. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. And it's quiet. You can hear the refs. And there's like a guy anything. next to us who like yells in like full sentences and the refs can probably like hear him. Like you know that he'll, be like, he'll he'll yell and like the refs can hear him because there's like not you know it's that dead in there. Yeah, for real, <laughs> it's sad. It it is sad. That's um, but the arena. I feel like we talk every day about getting a new arena, but I don't know if we deserve it. <laughs> After Fair. this season, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. it felt like we should have. Also, uh. Kobe's dad went there. Correct. Yeah. He was also yep. a coach. And that's pretty Kobe, sick. If Kobe, there's articles written, and I can share one with you. I think we tweeted it out. There was an article written that Kobe would have chosen LaSalle or Duke. Um, those were his two choices. Um, <laughs> I wonder which one he would have picked. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, his dad being an assistant coach at LaSalle helped LaSalle's cause. That was probably the only reason he would have went to the South to be yeah. coached by his dad. And there yeah. was no reason for him to, yeah, come out and say he wasn't going to go there. It's like LeBron, he always says he would have gone to Ohio State when he damn well would have gone to Duke. Everyone yeah, knows yeah. that, but he, he doesn't want any credit by saying that. So he's like, oh, no, I totally would have gone to Ohio State. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's a few photoshops. There's a Photoshop image of Kobe with a LaSalle jersey on. Totally fake, but... <laughs> I think one of our players currently has it on his Instagram profile <laughs> pic. I might have to break it to him. I did some research myself to see if it was true. Um, but there is a dunk contest or like a high school dunk contest. And Kobe is wearing um, LaSalle shorts. 
which is totally that's sick. true. So yeah, that's, pretty dumb. So that's sick. That's that awesome. he had a thought or two about LaSalle. <laughs> yeah, you, you, got, you, guys, you gotta get custom made Kobe LaSalle jerseys and just wear them. That's, that's a must. <laughs> one or, yeah, one or two thoughts history. about LaSalle. <laughs> I mean, in an alternate universe, we're national champions and we with Kobe Bryant, but you know, that's hindsight's right. always 2020. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Any just uh, thoughts about Dr. John? Rich, you have a good equivalent for him. You said you compared him to Andy Reid. Oh. Like, like he, he extended his welcome. He overstayed his welcome kind of, or like. Yeah. Maybe that's not the right him way later. to say it. Yeah. But he like, appreciated him later on. Yeah. Like, type of thing. We would love Giannini right now, but in the moment, it was like time to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, he did what he had. To, he did as good as he could, like with the job he had. I it's LaSalle. It's not like a dream job by any means, but I think he really made the most of it. So we mm-hmm. appreciate him for that. I had a, I had my criticisms of it, oh, yeah. um, but now it's like, it's all love. I, he hasn't really made an appearance at LaSalle yet, like formally, mm-hmm. Rich. Like he hasn't really came back and like waved to everyone as like the coach that took us to the Sweet 16. So that there is, I guess there is a bit of a bad breakup there. He still kind of talks about it sometimes. Like it was a bad breakup. Um, but what you know whether you loved him or not i feel like it was time for him to go and kind of like andy reed with the eagles i i we always like to make philadelphia sports comparisons and that was probably yeah. one that stuck out to me when rich said that so yeah he did like bring stability to the program but like some of his antics though like you know he was so animated on the sideline and you see him like touch his head like he was just so like i feel like everyone was kind of like tired of his antics and you know on three throws, we would say box out because there would be, you know, no one for LaSalle. It would just be all, like, the opponents. We would say box out as a joke because no one was there. Like, all that stuff, we were, you know, it kind of its, ran its course. That was bizarre. He never yeah. threw guys down in the block to box out on free throws. Even if, like, he just eliminated the chance of us defense. getting an offensive board on free throws. Yeah. He just, it was ridiculous. I, I the, the, There was a few things, but, like, overall, you know, he made some memories. Thank you for everything. It was time to move on. I kind of miss him right now. It's mixed feelings. Are you going to cry? <laughs> that I will not do. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah, Consider us cool. in. Uh, we could show you Tom Gold Arena. And Rich and I have always... Show us that is in locker room. Yeah. 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 It cool. is. <laughs> Rich and I have uh, always dreamt of, like, podcasting on the street, like, outside of the arena. Just, like, set oh, yeah. up a table... And like pull up your car, plug in the power, and just start recording as a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe we do that. 